Welcome to Hey Julia Woods podcast. I'm your host, Julia Woods, founder of Beautiful Outcome, a coaching company focused on helping couples learn to see and understand each other, even in the most difficult conversations. On my podcast, I will share with you the real and raw of the messiness and amazingness of marriage. I'll share with you aspects of my relationship and the couples I coach in a way that you can see yourself and find the tools that you need to build the marriage you long for. Welcome to today's episode. I am really excited to share this with you today. As this is being uh, released, Jeff and I are celebrating our 32nd year of marriage. And in honor of that, I want to share with you 32 lessons that we are learning and applying Most of these lessons didn't come until the last uh, 10, 12 years of our marriage. And what I can tell you is that as we apply these lessons, they are creating a marriage that is amazing beyond what we thought was possible. And so I want to share these with you and invite you to consider what are the lessons you're learning in your marriage and how might some of these lessons that we're learning and applying actually uh, be helpful for you. So at the end, I'm going to ask you which ones are your favorite ones. So um, if you can, I'd love for you to remember which ones stand out to you. So here we go. Lesson number one, marriage is a mirror of my reflection. That is so powerful. When I began to recognize that I was reflecting in my relationship, when I was sad, my marriage was reflecting that. When I was angry, oh, my marriage was reflecting a lot of my anger. And I would get mad because I thought my husband was angry. But the reality was, My anger was significant reflecting in my marriage. My low self-esteem was massively reflecting. My lack of confidence, all of these things, people-pleasing was a major reflection in my marriage. So the beauty of this is if we can just simply look at our marriage, where it's at today, what is it that's working for me? What is it that's not working? What part of what is not working for me is actually a reflection of me. Lesson number two, marriage is a partnership in building one worth having. Think about that. We all want a marriage that's great. We want one that's worth having. Are we partnering in building a marriage that's worth having? As we have little ones that are going without sleep, as we have careers that are pulling us a lot of different directions, as we have suffering in life that shows up, are we building a partnership in a marriage that allows this marriage to be one worth having in the ups and downs of daily life? Lesson number three, marriage is the greatest arena of knowing and being known on the earth. The deepest longing of every human heart is to know and be known. And the the way that the greatest place on earth to do that is in a committed lifetime relationship where you are walking every day together as you offer yourself to be known and allowing yourself to know your spouse. There's no better place to know and be known than in a marriage. Lesson number four, marriage is for my growth. 
We can hear adages like marriages for love and marriages for having that someone special that makes you feel amazing. Well, what's actually most true is marriage is for my growth. I sign up to learn to develop and grow myself if I really want a great marriage. And as I grow myself, I experience all these amazing things like intimacy and love and connection and knowing and being known. All of that comes out of growing myself. Lesson number five, growth happens through conflict. Conflict is the avenue to connection, depending on how you show up in it. If you show up in avoiding conflict, you will create, you will grow a lot of disconnection. If you show up in conflict, embracing the tension and letting yourself be in the tension to grow and develop and learn, that conflict will create the deepest levels of connection available to you. Lesson number six. Learning to negotiate is vital to thriving. Marriage is not about trying to get each other to do things your way. If you are willing to recognize everything in marriage needs to be negotiated, the more thriving your marriage will be. Jordan Peterson says that you even need to negotiate where the scissors are located because those are going to be a constant source of frustration when you can't find the scissors or the scissors are in a place that one person likes and another person needs to go very out of their way. The more we negotiate, the more we can thrive together. Lesson number seven, communication is 90% nonverbal. Why does that matter? Because we don't often understand the impact of our nonverbal communication. When my husband and I were healing from the betrayal, I was often went to a victim story that, you know, I had never hurt him like that. And I decided to question my own little story that I had going on. And so I asked him like, Hey, what is the thing that I do that hurts you the most? Like, is there anything that I've done that hurts you on the level, you know, which is not a fair question to ask him, but ultimately I was just asking him, what is it that I do that hurts you a lot? And he said to me, it's that expression that you make. It literally, this was his words, it literally makes me want to kill myself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, when we are in an argument, there is a face you make. And I was so clueless. I'm like, you've got to tell me when I do this so that I can go look at my face because I don't know what you're talking about. And we were in a conflict and he said that, go, stop, go look in the mirror. And I did. And I saw my reflection. I saw a face of contempt that I had seen in my parents growing up towards me. And I had no idea I was reflecting it towards my husband. And I could understand how it was hurting him. I could understand what he was feeling. It was normal to me. I I had gotten numb to it as a kid. At least that's the story I told myself. Um, But it was powerful to discover the impact of my nonverbal communication. Lesson number eight, marriage is the greatest resource of healing. Now, uh, uh, I heard a counselor once say, you'll spend a lifetime healing from your childhood. And I really believe that two people come together because each other, what attracts you in a lot of ways, your wounds attract you to each other and your hero 
inside of you knows that the together you have the ability to heal. But what often happens is our wounds wind up repeating themselves with each other and we wind up hurting each other more. But if we can really see each other as the asset that is there and uh, the one that can actually help us heal, we actually can begin to enter into conversations differently and in wonder and discovery about what is this wanting to reveal to me in this moment? What is there to learn through this about how I see the world based on how I was wounded and the beliefs that I picked up in that woundedness that actually are blocking me and keeping me miserable? Marriage, the day-to-day in and out of learning to live together and build a life together is the greatest arena where healing can happen. Lesson number nine, if you want to be right, welcome to loneliness. If you've been following me long, you've probably heard me say this, our rightness need to be right. I am right that you don't care. I'm right that you're lazy. I'm right that you don't have a clue. I'm right that my way is best. Welcome to loneliness. That's what it breeds. Lesson number 10, my growth is my greatest investment in my marriage. If I am willing to invest in my own growth, it is the best investment I can make in my marriage. Because remember, my marriage is a reflection of me. So the more I grow, the more I develop myself, the better my marriage gets. Lesson number 11, we will spend more time as just us than with our kids. Now, this is powerful because most people don't prepare their marriage for empty nest. It's very easy when life begins and there's this excitement and this thrill of children and it's 20 years, 25 years in raising, depending on how many children you have and how close they are together. But what I can tell you if you're married 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, hopefully, you will spend many, many more decades together without children than with children in your household. So prepare for empty nest. Learn to work to keep your connection alive while you're growing and raising your children. Lesson number 12, a marriage is built one conversation at a time. The current existence of your marriage, it's based on the conversations you've invested. If you look at your conversations and you're like, you know, your ones that create life are like white paint and your ones that create create death and misery are gray paint, which can is more full? You're building your marriage and the existence or the state of your marriage one conversation at a time. Lesson number 13, treat your marriage like your greatest asset and it will be. If you, oh, that one's in there twice. No, it's not. Okay, so it's different than my growth is my greatest investment in my marriage. Lesson number 13 is treat your marriage like your greatest asset and it will be. Think about it. Think about what you treasure the most. If it is that diamond from your grandmother, if it is that stock portfolio, if it is your career, if it is, um, you know, your home. Whatever it is you've decided is a very valuable asset in your life. How do you treat it? How much time do you think about it? How much money do you give to it? How much of your thoughts and your passion go towards protecting it? Now, if your marriage is your greatest asset, 
How much time are you investing in it? How much time do you think about it? How much money do you invest in it? How much attention do you pay to it? If you will treat your marriage like your greatest asset, it will be. Lesson number 14. The greatest lesson I can leave my children and grandchildren is a thriving marriage. That is beautiful. When you really begin to think about the legacy your relationship is creating. What will your children and grandchildren learn? Will they learn that marriage is not really for them based on the anxiety and the tension and the stress they saw in you? Or will they learn that marriage is their greatest asset because the two of you partner together in a way that they saw you bring out each other's greatness? Lesson number 15, fun and playfulness get more important every year. You fell in love playing and having fun together. And we think that once we get married, we're we're there. We've fallen in love. But playfulness and having fun together gets more and more important every year of your marriage, especially in the childbearing and child raising years. And then as you age and you're into empty nest, If you do not learn to cultivate fun and playfulness, you will wind up being pretty bored and boredom in life is dangerous. Make sure you focus on developing and cultivating fun and playfulness all the years of your life together. Lesson number 16, unresolved conflict builds bitterness. Make sure you prioritize knowing how to resolve conflict. Remember, your marriage is built one conversation at a time. So if your marriage is built one conversation at a time, make sure you know how to resolve conflict. Make sure you know how to break through and resolve that conflict so you don't build bitterness between you. That leads us to lesson number 17 is bitterness is the seeds of divorce. That is what grows a divorce. If you want to know how to get divorced, just grow seeds of bitterness by not resolving your conflict. Those two lessons go powerfully together. You want to guard your hearts against bitterness because bitterness, if you let it go, it will grow into problems and unreconcilable differences that will lead you to a divorce. And whether that's on paper or whether that's two strangers living in a home, It will divide you and separate you faster than anything else. Lesson number 18, a growing friendship builds a firm foundation. My husband and I were gifted with the opportunity to be very good friends for three years before we started dating and getting married. And we are so grateful because we keep coming back to that friendship. And what do I mean by friendship? If you didn't start your marriage on a friendship, work to develop one. With a friendship, it's that friend that you can talk to talk to them about anything. It's that friend that you can be completely silent in the same room and know that feel connected. It is that one who you want to tell about your days, about your highs, about your lows. Let your friendship keep growing through the years. Lesson number 19, we aren't meant to complete each other. We're meant to sharpen each other. Marriage is this beautiful place of not, you know, waiting for the other to complete you, but actually letting the other be what sharpens you. 
the way they see the world, the way they see you, they see things in you you can't see in yourself. Would you let their feedback, would you invite their feedback to help you sharpen yourself and grow and develop? Lesson number 20, when I hurt them, I hurt myself. When I say unkind words to my husband, I'm hurting my partner. I'm hurting the the most important part in my marriage. So when I choose to be hurtful, I'm actually hurting myself because I'm damaging my other half. Lesson 21, complaints create disconnection. Considerations create connection. Often when things are not working in our marriage or they're not going the way we want them to go, we begin to complain. And all complaints do is create disconnection. But if I'm willing to simply consider what is it that's bothering me? What is it that's irritating me about that? And is it really something going on with me? Or is it something going on with my spouse? And what if I just invited a conversation of consideration, not complaining about something I need them to change or they have to do different, but I'm just inviting a conversation. Let's consider what it is that is, you know, creating disconnection for us in this area. Would we be willing to consider a f- some other ways? Would I be willing to consider what's behind What's driving you to do it the way you're willing, you're choosing to do it? Consideration creates connect, connection and complaint creates disconnection. Lesson 22. Marriage isn't about me. It is about us. The moment you say I do, you say that what I'm choosing moving forward, I'm moving away from my life of everything being about me and I'm moving into a life where I grow me so that I can focus and think about the better of the betterment of who we are together as an us. Lesson 23. Gratitude is the pathway to great. Couples often tell me we just started taking each other for granted. It's really hard to take each other for granted when you're focused on gratitude. Consider sharing regular things that you're grateful for. Even a daily habit of what I'm most grateful for about you today is. And really focus on developing the gratitude between the two of you for the difference you make for each other. Lesson 24, I'm either victim or responsible in my mindset. Victim is automatic in our human DNA. The moment something isn't going the way we want it to go or isn't the way we think it should be, we look for someone or something to blame. Our spouse is the easiest and most accessible one to begin to blame. But blaming only creates bitterness and resentment. It creates disconnection. It creates misery and unforgiveness and all these things we that really hurt our marriage. The opposite of a victim mindset is a responsibility mindset. A responsibility mindset is I'm willing to take 100% contribution for my, uh, 100% responsibility for my contribution to how things are turning out. And that is the most powerful way we can develop ourselves and invest in our marriage. 25, lesson 25, respect is reciprocal. 
My husband and I spent a lot of years fighting about how one of us felt disrespected or that our spouse was disrespecting us. And then I began, I heard that, you know, respect is reciprocal. And I began to think about if I could simply, the moments I feel disrespected by my husband, if I could simply turn that around and look at how might I be disrespecting them right now? How might this be my disrespect coming back to me through them? And it's really powerful when I'm willing to seriously uh, look at that. I wind up seeing where I'm disrespecting and it's mirroring back to me. Now, it doesn't mean my spouse doesn't have responsibility in their choice. However, the most powerful thing I can do is look at me. Lesson number 26, growth in conflict resolution offers itself in every conversation. I often hear couples say, we're just not good at resolving conflict. My husband and I, we gave up on resolving conflict for many years of our life. But what we didn't understand is the gymnasium for us to keep getting better at conflict resolution was offering itself one conversation at a time. I'm learning to resolve or to stay positioned in a conversation, in, in conflict, in each conversation we have. If I will give myself to learning one conversation at a time, I'll, we can get really good at resolving conflict. Lesson number 27. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different. This one remarkably began to change our lives. We learned it back in 2012. So uh, we've been applying this one for 12 years and I just had no idea how much I wanted to be right in our marriage and how much I looked at many things my husband did and thought they were wrong, the wrong way to do it. And I looked at so many things I did as the right way to do it, whether it was taking care of the kids, running the household, buying a gift, um, the way we dressed on and on and on. The list went of how I thought my way was the right way. But when I simply could adapt to it's not right, it's not wrong, it's just different, I began to appreciate our differences rather than resisting them. Lesson 28, resolving conflict isn't his way or her way, it's finding our way. So in conflict, most of it is because we're fighting for one of our way. But when we can come together and say, hey, Can we partner in this and find our way to, you know, feeding the kids or our way to planning a vacation or our way to engaging with my parents or whatever it is? When you can move off of his way or her way onto our way, it makes such a difference. Lesson 29, let parenting be the greatest developer of your partnership. Parenting, if you're a parent, you know that every day you face things that feel beyond you. And that's one of the gifts of two parents is you have ability to partnership. You just expanded. You doubled your knowledge. You doubled your hands. You doubled your capacity. You doubled your uh, support and your resource. And if it isn't that way, it wasn't that way for my husband and I. The way we functioned and the way I believed about my rightness, I did most of the raising of our children until um, 
you know, probably about 12 years ago. And I completely missed the opportunity to develop partnership. I settled for this is just how it is. He doesn't really want to get involved. And we missed so much richness. And as we parent together now, as we learn to grandparent and become friends with our adult children, it's so powerful when you can let parenting be the greatest developer of your ability to partner together. It changes so much. Lesson 30, listening is more important than speaking. In a conflict, if I will apply this lesson and I will just stop for a minute, Julia, are you listening or are you talking? Usually I'll find myself talking. And if I will just stop and listen, listen to my own heart, what is it trying to say? What are the words that I'm saying? What am I actually trying to say? What is my husband saying? What is he trying to communicate underneath all that defensiveness and all that resistance? What's he actually trying to say? Lesson 31. I am contributing to our current results. This is powerful no matter what results you have. If you will just simply slow down and look at your contribution. This is connected to I'm either victim or responsible in my mindset, but this one gets more pointed to the reality that I am contributing. No matter what's happening, there is two people contributing. Even if one is only contributing 5%, if you will take 100% responsibility for that 5% that you're contributing, you will change the entire dynamic of the situation. Lesson 32 for 32 years. If I speak to the jerk, I'll get the jerk. If I speak to the warrior, I'll get the warrior. Another way of saying this is if I speak to the B-I-T-C-H, I'll get that. And if I speak to the princess, I will get that. It is powerful. Our words matter. And whichever one You know, if I say to my husband, like, you're just so annoying when you do that. Well, I'm probably going to get someone who's pretty annoying. But if I can communicate to the warrior in him, I know you love me. I know you're for for me. Can we talk about this thing that's happening and it's annoying me and I know that's more my issue than yours. Can you help me understand what this is about for you? And And help me understand what I don't know, I don't know. If I speak to him like he is a warrior, like he is fighting for us, like he is a respectful, powerful human being that I admire and I adore, I will get that version. But if I speak to him like he's a piece of trash and he's just always a problem to me and always in my way, that's what I will get. I hope you have enjoyed these 32 lessons. I hope that I come back to you and I am, uh, oh gosh, I'm making myself cry. One day I'm sharing with you 80 lessons from 80 years of marriage. I would love to hear which one of these um, messages really, or these lessons really is what you needed to hear right now. I need to hear all these on a regular basis. These aren't a place that I've arrived that I am implementing perfectly in my life. These are the lessons that I like to uh, hold on to and work to live by day by day. Thank
Thank you so much for joining me. And again, I'd love to hear in the comments below which lesson really stood out to you as what you needed to hear today. Thanks so much.